today. It's the multitasking Martin Bosley sharing a dish that is bound to be a crowd pleaser. He's a chef, a fishmonger and an author. And he's also a local body councillor in his part of the world in South Wairarapa. Martin Bosley joins me now. Hi there. Greetings. How are you? Fishmonger, does that cover it? Fish merchant, maybe? Oh, yeah, merchant's probably better. Oh, yeah, always liked the idea of being a monger, but uh, we'll go with merchant. <laughs> merchant. Yeah. How, is, how is the fish business? It's been good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, obviously, we've hit, uh, hit winter, so things started to slow down a little bit with restaurants and whatever. Um, but it's been good. You know, they, um, you know it's, uh, it's, I think it's tough for the inshore fleet with weather like this to get out and go fishing. Um, but that's the beauty of being able to get fish from a wild fishery, right, rather than... Um, rather than all being farmed in this country. You know, we're really spoiled and really lucky that that's how we get our fish. So it's been good. Yeah, and I think you explained to me um, how it works once. In my understanding, the boat goes out, it catches what it catches, uh, and then the chefs can look pretty quickly at what's on board and, and basically bags it via an app, and then once it's gone, it's gone. That's exactly it. Yeah, so the fisherman then lands it, and I tell him where it's going. He puts it in a box and ices it all up, and... Um, then overnight delivery to um, to the restaurant, to the chef, the hotel, wherever it might be. And so it's out of the water for no more than 36 hours, basically, by the time the restaurant gets it. Yeah. So it's super, super fresh and, you know, and just beautiful fish. Yeah, and you have been doing it long enough now to work out if it's a, uh, a sustainable business model or not, because it sounds quite sort of intensive in terms of the number of people involved and, and mm. uh, I guess, the app working. And uh, does it all work for you? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's great for everybody. I mean, for... We, we, we've sort of taken that idea of sustainability from not just being quota management of the, of the fish stocks, but also um, the sustainability of the, of the communities that exist around, you know, uh, around the fishing industry, uh, again, around that initial fleet. So it's a, it's a way of supporting them as well. Uh, so it's multi-layered, I guess, um, uh, and uh, it works for everybody. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's a really good model, really good model. Do you like to fish yourself? Yeah, I do. I actually love it. I can't catch it. I was envious of the man who's just on the shores of Lake Brewer, yeah. which is actually where I had my honeymoon many years ago. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and, he's ca- and he's catching trout. No, I can't catch fish at all, but, uh, but I'm pretty good at cooking it and eating it. I'm even better at eating it. Uh, but I love it. I've got some beautiful piece of half pucker and some tour tour for dinner tonight. And I've just had a punnet of um, a dozen bluff oysters for, for lunch. Now your um that sounds beautiful too. Your your recipe this week sounds so good and I actually just bought four big potatoes at the supermarket last week for my four big children because uh, I'm yep. really keen to do um a baked potato for them this weekend and yours yeah. you've um forgive the language but you've pimped pimped it out really haven't you? Yeah, I have. So I love a baked potato because they they are winter's ultimate convenience food, the baked potato, right? They they're just brilliant and they're easy to do. And they're super satisfying. They can be a meal on their on their on their own, or you can have them as a side, just, you know, with something else. And the filling can be the you other know, classic sour cream, bacon, chive number, or just a big dollop of melted of butter to go in there and melt through it. Or you can, uh, I mean, I played around recently with. Um, I, I bought like a slab of pork terrine from the from the deli, and I crumbled that through 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 the mm. mash and put that in there and the cheese Sheesh. on top of that. So blue cheese, I put a bit of blue cheese in recently with the, with the mash. Um, some grated, um, grated vegetables, some carrots and things. Really, really good. Uh, and they're tasty, as, as you know, super, super tasty. And in these parsimonious times, they're incredibly good value for money. Um, yeah. but, there's, but there's some things we need to work about, um, we, you know, about getting the, the perfect baked potato, right? There's two things. Crisp, salty skin, 
and that fluffy snow-like flesh, mm-hmm. right? And that is, so you, so you put potato matter, so you need something flowery like an island hardy, a fiana or an agria. So that's a, that's a, a flowery potato is like a starchy one, right, which has got a low water content because you really want that sort of floweriness to come through from it. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you want to wash any mud from the spuds, give them a scrub with a vegetable brush, but while they're still damp, you want to roll them in a bit of salt, just uh, just sea salt, right? Uh, not sea salt flakes, just not you know good good quality sea salt. Yeah. Uh, prick them with a fork. Now some people, you know, the purists would argue that you don't prick it with a fork, but I do uh, because I don't want my potatoes exploding in the oven. <laughs> because if you've, if if you've ever had that happen, it's an absolute nightmare to clean up. Um, so, so, so pricking the potato prevents them from exploding. The purists would say that allows the steam to escape, but at the end of the day, you're going to want the steam to escape. Right, so roll them in, while they're still damp, roll them in salt. That's going to help dry out that skin and give you that really lovely crisp skin on the outside. Oven hot, 200, 210 degrees. Uh, and again, I always put them just on the, directly on the middle rack in the oven. Mm. Some people say it doesn't matter if you put them on the rack or if you just put them onto a baking tray. It makes no difference. I just think if it's on the rack, you've got that air, yeah. air circulating right around the whole potato. You're not uh, oiling them? Not oiling them, no. No, that's the other thing. I don't, I don't oil them either. Doesn't really, oil, some people say, oh, basement duck fat and other things as well. It won't, oiling them won't make any difference here to, to whether you get a crisp skin or not, right? It's, it's like the salt is what's going to give you that, crisp, that really crisp skin. Okay, it good. also gives you a nice salty outer, outer as well. Fantastic. Putting them straight then, in the oven, and how long do they the take oven, to cook? Well, I would I would give them a minimum an hour, give them a little squeeze, just a small, you know, just with, a, with an oven mitt, you know, at least your finger and forefinger, else you burn yourself. Uh, and they should give just a little bit of pressure to, to your thumb and forefinger. If they don't, give them another 15 minutes, right? But they shouldn't take any more than an hour and 15, really. Uh, and then you bring them out of the oven and I was just bring my hand down in the middle and just give them a karate chop just to crack the skin. But you could use a knife to do that or a tea towel, um, someone will pinch the potato together, you know, just to break the skin. You do that straight away because you want that steam to come out and that will give you that really lovely, impressive, fluffy mash on the inside. Otherwise, it'll just stay solid. You, know? you can serve those straight away with just a big dollop of butter or, or, or we can stuff away. We're going to stuff them, so we're going to make a really simple cauliflower cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So you've, got, so you've got your four potatoes, about 350 grams each. You want a big potato. Uh, small head of cauliflower, just cut into florets. You don't want the, you really want the core uh, in this. You want just the, the, the small flowers of this. Got it. Uh, about 600 to 700 mils of milk, uh, two bay leaves, and I add also, if you want to, you don't have to, uh, a little bit of mace or nutmeg into your milk is quite nice mm-hmm. as well. And uh, bring the milk to the um, to the boil with your, with your um, so just put your, your cauliflower uh, in a saucepan with your milk and your bay leaves. Bring it to a simmer. You cook it to the cauliflower. Is tender but not too soft, right? So it'll take about about 15 to 20 minutes to do that. Drain it, but keep the milk to one side. Throw the bay leaves away. You don't, you're not going to want those. Yeah, just interrupting and, here. Do you need to sort of stir the milk or do anything to make sure it doesn't do anything weird, like get that skin on it, or if the cauliflower's in there, is it going to be okay? Yeah, it'll be absolutely fine. Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah, it'll be absolutely I mean, I mean, I just, you know, I don't, I say with a simmer, like, like a simmer is a gentle way of cooking, mm. right? You want that water, you want the water kind of barely trembling. Yeah, you know, if you you know, it's it's not boiling or, or uh, there's nothing vicious about this. You want to keep it like I say, just bring your milk up to a gentle simmer, like barely moving, and cook your cauliflower like that, right? I say keep the milk. You're going to use some of the milk for the mashed potato. So, take, then with a knife, cut the top off the potato, scrape out the flesh from the potato and off the lid. Okay, I'm going to jump in again. 
cut the top. Yep. You, so, oh. how how much are you taking off? Oh, just maybe the top. You're not halving it. Not halving it. No. Or maybe the top third. Yeah. A little bit less than that. Because you, you, you want something deep enough that's like a cup in which to put your mash back into. Yeah, you want, okay. You want a bit of depth in there. So it's, and your lid is just going to go on the top or you know, or, or not, depending on you. I, I normally just, I don't, for this one, you won't use the lid. You're just going to scrape the flesh out of the top of the mm-hmm. lid and put it into a bowl. Now, you can put it to the bowl of an electric mixer, like a benchtop mixer, or you can just put it to a bowl. Uh, and use a potato masher to do this, or we can put it with a in the beater with the um, with the beating attachment, and you mix it briefly until the potato is smooth. Because you, if you over mix it, this will become a really sticky, gluey. Don't and you don't want that. You know you want to keep it nice and fluffy. Uh, and give it a bit of a mix with it. And it doesn't matter if you've got some lumps in it, like, like some lumpy potato, because mm-hmm. you're going to add the cauliflower in there. You're going to add that drained cauliflower in there, and a little bit of the milk. And just mix it together, right? So you want enough milk just to make, just to loosen up the um, the mash. And you're going to add about 80 grams of unsalted butter into there as well. Um, and then that's pretty much it. You're going to spoon it back into your potatoes. I top it with um, about a cup of grated Parmesan cheese spread between the four. But you can use Gruyere. You can use really tasty cheddar. Mm. You can use, use a combination of those those two or those three. Uh, it doesn't matter. Sprinkle it across the top of the potatoes. Um onto a baking sheet, and, I knew you, and you want, I said, it's a cup of cheese because you want a lot of cheese on there, into the oven for about 15 minutes until the cheese is melted and the top is golden and crisp and delicious. And again, I, I keep the oven on. Some people would turn it on to the grill to grill the top. It doesn't matter. Grill it or oven it, which is the easiest. But you've got that lovely crisp potato skin, that lovely gorgeous cauliflower cheese on the top, and mashed potato on the inside. What's not to love about that? Yeah, Um it sounds absolutely perfect. I can't see any salt in your recipe. Um, do you uh, salt you've got the... the you've got the salt. I mean, I kind of keep the salt because you've got that salt on the outside of the potatoes. So they can, you know, that, yeah. that, you know, that salt crust. But salt away, salt and pepper away. Actually, all of my recipes, I never sort of put salt and pepper into the into the method. I just kind of leave that up to people, you know, to season to their heart's content, really. But um, a bit of salt and a bit of black pepper in with your mash, not a problem. Go for it. Go for it. But be careful on the salt because, as I say, you've salted the outside of the potatoes. Got it. So, so you've got salt already there. Martin, I love it. I'll uh, have it's a go good, and report it? back. Yeah, please do. Go well. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Cauliflower, cheese, baked potatoes.